everyone. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that this is part two of a two-part episode. Listen to last week's episode where we talk about talking trailers and our thoughts on Super Mario Brothers before going in for a rewatch or a first watch. So if you haven't listened to that, go check it out. But if you have, enjoy this episode. And now, our feature presentation. And we're back. Ay, 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 mamma mia. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> this is an interesting, it's an interesting movie, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, did anybody else, I don't know, I Joe, I think you would probably get this, get a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles feel i can see that a little bit yeah yeah yeah, i can see that the first and second ones yeah you know you know what i actually have a fun fact about why okay go go for it i can okay um so the set for dino hatton was built in an abandoned cement factory called ideal cement factory in the woods outside of wilmington north carolina Hmm. the set designs were adapted to the existing structure of the building and this factory is also used as the Shredder and Foot Clan's hideout in TMNT in 1990 and Top Dollar's Nightclub in The Crow in 94. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. So that Interesting. kind of makes sense as to why it felt a little Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a, a little it bit. It definitely gave me like the early 90s, this type of movie vibe, which Ninja yes. Turtles is definitely one yes. of them. Yes. Although uh, Ninja Turtles is a far superior movie to this. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that. Yeah. That's a good movie. I will fight anybody on that one. You hear me, listener? I will fight you if you don't like I will the, original, fight you with the original 1990 Ninja Turtles movie. But speaking of like that 90s feel, mm-hmm. and Joe, don't hate me for saying this, I Alan Silvestri's score in this felt so generic. Okay. It felt like a Disney Channel original movie Amy, Oh my score. God. Amy, uh, my notes. Like there was a, the scene where they're like laying in the garbage truck. I'm like, I have heard that score in a mm. 90s, like a, dis, a DCOM. Amy. My notes, I will read word for word. A different score would not have saved the film, but it would have made it feel better. It's like a Disney Channel movie score, but they made a movie that looked like Blade Runner, Total Recall, Escape from L.A. Joe, get out of my head. That is exactly what I wrote. I think this is a terrible score. And it actually goes to a point that I want to make. And I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if you guys saw this. I think, and this is something that I noticed even when I was little and enjoying this film, which, by the way, shame on you, little Joe. I don't know why you liked this, because this is a mess. <laughs> There's a movie underneath this movie. There's, I think they wanted to make, or or did make, something else. Mm-hmm. There's Well, I can tell you why when we get to the fun facts. Oh, but interesting. Continue. Okay. So, during the first de-evolution scene with, uh, what's his name, Spike? Something? The, the, the street musician that they Google eyes? Toad. He's Toad, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, he's Toad, the little mushroom guy. The, yeah, the guy with the mushroom head, that's who he's supposed to be. Oh, I always just thought it was a stupid haircut. I mean, yeah. it is a stupid haircut. <laughs> it is, it's a stupid haircut, yeah. yes. But no, he's he's a character Toad. He's, oh, that's, wow. That's who he's supposed to be for some reason. Okay. Don't sure. know why. This is one of those yeah. adaptations was like in name only. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's... Oof, oof. Yeah, but anyway. So what I was going to say was... Um, during the first scene? During the during that first de-evolution scene, when they throw Koopa into the into the chair, there's goo and slime on the floor and an empty Goomba uniform 
in the chair. Oh, yeah, yeah. So clearly yeah. somebody had a really nasty end uh-huh. that they cut out entirely. I did, yeah. I did notice that, and I was like, wait. Did so-? I just figured yeah. that I, I had missed something, and yeah. somebody got melted off yeah. that I didn't I didn't yeah, see. There's, like, yellow goo on the chair as well. Yeah, it looks it looks like some, it looks like just a big pile of goop. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that happened. Uh, also in the night scene, the nightclub scene, there's several women wearing, well, they have serious wedgies. There's, like ass hanging out cheeks on cheeks yes and i'm not complaining necessarily but this doesn't feel like what you would assume would be in a movie for kids that i think was rated pg even in 1993 okay so i'm gonna sprinkle in my fun facts in here because i have so many many recastings like like that man in the meme with this with the sunglasses yes i'm salt Salt bay Bay. that that man so that's bay the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, there were a lot of rewrites. The studio wanted to make this more kid-friendly, but the husband-wife director team yeah. really wanted to go all in and make it, like, really just really Bonkers, out there. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many fun facts that I pulled that are just the cast talking about how shit this one is, like how shit it is, because they would change scripts, like Day Of, and an article in Spy Magazine claimed that the script was being rewritten so many times during production that the actors just stopped paying attention to the daily rewrites. Yeah, how could you? It would be so, that would be so frustrating because you, you come in, you've done the work, you've learned your lines, mm-hmm. you've created a character, and then you're just being dumped on. And, and the yeah. rug is pulled out from under you constantly. Like Dennis Hopper said that they were both, like the directing team was both control freaks and they wouldn't consult with each other before making any decisions. Ugh. So there was just like decisions and then not and yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like a mess of on set kind of thing. And you can see too in the in the opening credits, I, it's always a problem if you see a movie written, and you guys, I, you probably already know this, but if you see a movie written by more than one person, the difference between and written out A and D and an ampersand means the difference between these two people worked together and this person came in later. And you can see mm-hmm. that there there were there was a writing team and then Ed Solomon, who is great. Uh, I think he did Men in Black, amongst many other things, mm-hmm. and is a, like a good writer. And I have a feeling that he was brought in to make a lot of changes to this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame because whatever they wound up with is a mess and it feels like a mess. And there's 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 other oh, stuff yeah. like like on the, there's there's like extra there's inconsistent goo on the window of the sludge gulper, which makes me think that there was a whole action set piece around them getting back into the city. Yeah. And there's a there's a human well, dinosaur skeleton that's on the hood of one of the cars that Bob Hos- that's ch- that's trying to run down Bob Hoskins, which makes me think that there was again something to some example of danger that he's trying to outrun that is totally missing in in the final. Yeah, film. I see because I saw that too, and I again assumed that it was a early it was a callback to an earlier gag that I missed because I was like do, you know looking at a different screen or something. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But I, I did notice that and I was like, oh that's I was like, did he did that cab like run over somebody? Yeah. Uh, and we mm-hmm. I just didn't see it or because yeah. it does feel like it was sort of this like these were all like setting up things and they sort of didn't deliver or like yeah. cut out things. I mean this movie is a mess. It I is mean, it's, it's honestly uh, um I didn't notice either of those continuity errors, any of the ones you had mentioned, but honestly, if I had, it kind of would have made this even better for me because it was the scene where they break out of prison and they steal the police car. Yeah. I paused it and I spent a solid like five minutes just writing down my thoughts. I love how stupid this movie is. I mm. love it. Oh. But okay. it is only because it is that dumb 
fun that I know Joe hates and that I will eat up like a bowl of ice cream. Well, <laughs> to me, is this, this has the cross between the good of Roger Rabbit Maybe that's just because Bob Hoskins. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. And then the Looney Tunes back in action. That's just completely stupid. And I love Looney Tunes back in action, not just because of Brendan Fraser, mm. but I love how stupid that film is and how bad that film is. Mm. And it, this kind of just combines those two and not in like the good parts of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but like it just, it felt so fun to me. I really loved how stupid it was. I mean, it is. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. Uh, I think it's it. I mean, I don't. I don't I don't it's a like it. Film. I just no, I know, but you I just like enjoy it. it. I mean, there's yeah. a difference, yeah. You know? yeah. Because there is a lot to enjoy here. I think. Um, I don't think the jokes really land all that well, but I do like Bob Hoskins' performance. I think. Oh, he, and he Jen Leguizamo is and Jen Leguizamo is like I, and him and Dennis Hopper. Hopper. Yeah, and like Dennis Hopper's great too in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he actually, for something so stupid though, yeah. because like I don't know, just be. I don't know. It, 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 it's one of these things where it's like, it feels like they just overcomplicated things. They need, because yes. it didn't need to be, it didn't need to be this whole interdimensional drag, you know, dinosaurs that still like, the, because Bowser is like a big sort of dragon looking, reptile looking thing. They were like, well, it's got to be dinosaurs and we got to mm -hmm. put it. Okay. Put dinosaurs in there. Yeah. I also have the sense, and Amy, I don't know if, if your fun facts will bear this out. Was this originally a, like a pre-existing script that they just grafted elements of Super Mario Brothers on top of? Because there's so much that they go out. It's almost as if they're embarrassed by the source material and they're trying to write off or explain literally everything. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't have that as a fun fact or anything. Okay. I don't remember reading it. Well, that's definitely right, Joe. That's definitely how it feels. Feels, especially when you know i mean if, yeah it, it just feels like oh they're like how can we make this more maybe because it is a live action thing and they were like i guess they didn't think obviously this was 90 what 93 so yeah. toy story hadn't come out yet so you hadn't right. done a fully cgi animated thing so i would imagine i don't know but when they thought about like well let's make a mario movie they were like well, let's just make it live action yeah even though it definitely doesn't translate to live action at all no well, and it just it just feels like why do so much narrative heavy lifting to try and make it Super Mario Brothers? Like you said, they overcomplicated it. It doesn't it's it is everything is Mario Brothers in name only. And it, it, yeah. it feels like it was written by somebody who was given just the bare bones description of the video game. Yeah, mm. so you. Yeah. Exactly. And then the yeah. person had to like come up with the, the world yeah. and invent why all of this other stuff. Yeah. But to be fair, at so this is 93. Right. You don't have a lot of them yet. I think you maybe have like three and they're all from the Nintendo and Super Nintendo eras. Right. So storytelling and Mario games aren't known for narrative storytelling. They're just like they're platformers. Right. It's you literally just, just a series know. of challenges. It's it's parkour, right? He's just literally yeah, trying yes, exactly. to cover yes. ground. Hop and then not not die and then get yeah. to the other yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't we all trying to just hop and not die? Yes, exactly. We are. <laughs> but there was still enough there that you could make something without having to try to explain it all to like where you, you could just you could dive into the story you can like lean into the story and be like oh well, this is the mushroom kingdom and there are plumbers and then there's this giant reptile and he takes the princess and now you got to save the princess yeah it, it's not that hard to you know but because this is like they needed to make it live action and it was in the early 90s i don't know why but the early 90s they just 
they had something on the going on there where they were like, well, we got to make it this crazy cyberpunk weird thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. why? I why think it was why, the why? Coke. I think it was all the Coke that people hadn't finished doing in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, this movie was probably greenlit in the well, 80s. So. And, here's, and here's the thing, because there are some, some movies that are adaptations of existing source material from the early 90s that do a really great job of expanding on and building a world. Uh, I'm thinking specifically of the first Adams Family. The Charles mm. Adams cartoons are New Yorker like single panel cartoons. There's really mm-hmm. no story to the Adams Family. And then you have the TV show, which kind of tries to to tie it all together. And then you have the I think the absolutely perfect Barry Sonnenfeld films that do that and then go even further. That push that world building to an entirely new place and Mm -hmm. then you have the bad version in super mario brothers i think they got a different assignment is what they got i mean it's just like you said they just didn't they were like oh well how do we make this a live action thing without it i think they try to go too serious with it or try to make too much sense out of it Mm -hmm. and it's like it's a it's a video game yes it's a cartoon too much sense yes it's supposed to be a cartoon yeah it's like we let's let's explain the mushrooms no no no, yeah mushrooms the mushrooms are just there yeah they're just they're just magic mushrooms yeah Literally exp- magic mushrooms. Let's explain the bombs. No, no, no. Don't try to explain no. that shit. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, it's just mm-hmm. a bomb with legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh... Uh, this uh, and the thing is, is you can see you, you can see the movie. I want to say that they watched Escape from L.A. and Blade Runner, RoboCop, and Total Recall. They're mm-hmm. like, let's make a movie because <laughs> the the movie that is underneath this is bizarre and gritty and interesting. Like the fact that all the cars are electric powered off of a essentially like a bumper car grid. That's built into oh, yeah. the, the overpasses of the roads. Like that's really interesting. And all the cars having plows, essentially, that this entire world is based on conflict and aggression. That there is no peaceful existence in this world of violent dinosaurs that have become humans. Yeah. So like all of the cars have like snow plows built onto them. And street muggings are commonplace and even that bit where the woman is pushing her stroller with the egg in it and then the two mm-hmm. other guys try to run up to grab the egg this is a prehistoric crime there are mm-hmm. over raptors literally means egg thief and they're stealing eggs from dinosaur nests and and eating the contents and so like you have this really interesting world that has no place being combined with a video game like super mario brothers and there's like maybe if this movie had a better score, it might tie the tone together because the tone is a mess. And Alan Silvestri, I'm sure this is Alan Silvestri being told just score a movie, not given any sort of direction, because he always mm. turns in a good like, good score. And this this feels like a man who just had to t- complete an assignment. Mm-hmm. And like the production design of this movie is interesting. Like you said, it's sort of a cyberpunk, gritty, dirty, strange world. I think I would be on board with it if it wasn't also preposterous and trying to be family friendly. Because even there's yeah. all these little things everywhere the when they're when they're brought into the front desk sergeant uh and and he does the how many marios there's a woman wearing not a whole lot like a bodysuit that's got a lot of holes in it and she's got her heel digging into the front desk sergeant's neck like a dominatrix or something yeah and it's just like what is going on in this movie this is so strange it is, it is weird yeah and then yeah i mean i think they just needed like different directors because 
they were the ones, I think, doing the writing and yeah. not agreeing on anything. Yeah, which is, that's a problem. I mean, that's a recipe for disaster. Also, I don't know if you guys felt this, but did you get a strong Donald Trump sense from oh, Dennis Hopper? Uh, I oh, when he's like, pull that fun fact. Like, not but only his look, Dennis but... Hopper was modeled, his character was modeled after Trump. Yeah, because even the germ phobia oh. stuff, that's all, oh. that's all, because I've, I've heard that about. We've, I mean, we've read that, not in, uh, like, in, in, in respectable journalism. We've read that Donald Trump is, is a, a germ-phobe. Yeah, I, I don't think I pulled it. And because my Wi-Fi is out right now, I can't look up. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, there. I remember reading something about his character being based off of Trump. or Like, I don't mm. know if Dennis Hopper did that or if that's how he was written. Interesting. But yeah, Koopa was, like, based off Trump. Interesting. Also, quick, like, point of, I guess, point of order with... So there's King Koopa, who is... Is he from the video game? Because I thought Bowser was the bad guy. Yeah. Are they one so, and the same? They're the same. Right, Johnny? Yes. There are... So originally in the first game, he was called King Koopa. And in some other games, he's called King Koopa. But he's also referred to as Bowser. Interesting. And he's more, he's more so referred to as Bowser now. Now. Interesting. I wonder if that's like King George. But like his minions are Koopas. Yes. Yeah. So like those, so those little turtle shell things. So he's are like King Koopas. of the Koopas. Or no, no, those are the blobs, the mushroom, like the little. He is Bowser, like, King of the Koopas. Therefore, things. you get King Koopa. Well, his name, his, his name is, is his Bowser or King Koopa. Yeah, he's the fictional antagonist to Mario and he's the little fictional? guys. Yes, right. I know you don't. Dennis Hopper is real, all right. He, <laughs> he's passed. Um, and then he's got little. He's got. He's got a family, all right. He's got children, Aww. and those are called Koopas. And then they got the little little mushroom guys, yeah. the little brown guys. Those are called Goombas, and those were the guys with the reptile heads in this movie. Right. Interesting. Okay. All right. And then there is a Yoshi, right? There's like a dragon dinosaur. Yes, Yoshi well, is you- like. He's like Mario's friend. <laughs> yeah, he's he's his ride. He's his horse slash friend. <laughs> yeah, because he does he does ride him, and then he like and then Yoshi eats things. And okay, he, like, sticks his tongue out and he yeah. just eats them, and then he poops him out an egg. Yoshi is my character of choice in Mario Kart. Yeah, he's a popular Mario Kart character. Okay. All right. Yeah, Man. but he's and he's just so he is he is like a little he is like a little creature guy. Yeah. But he's very cute, and in this movie, he's he's not he's not cute. Yeah, he just looks like a little raptor from Jurassic Park. Yeah, like yeah, he looks like a bootleg, yeah, bootleg raptor. It's you know, awful. it's interesting because this came out in 1993, uh, and so did Jurassic Park. Mm. And I wonder if I wonder, you know what? I wonder if this movie was maybe also a little bit of victim of, depending on, yeah, because it came out summer. Of 93, as I think Jurassic She said Park. May. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I wonder if Jurassic Park, huge movie, the book, subject in a bidding war to make said film adaptation. Mm. And I wonder if the rest of Hollywood was like, oh, shit, there's going to be a big dinosaur movie coming out. Let's make mm. a movie to try and piggyback off of everybody's surefire interest in dinosaurs. And <laughs> we'll just shoehorn that into this. I mean, I will say this. I feel like if I, if I was like you, Joe, if I was a kid yeah. who didn't really play Mario or maybe only played it once or twice mm-hmm. and I saw this movie, I probably would have had a good time with it. I probably would have enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Because it's not a terrible movie. It's a bonkers movie and it doesn't, it's, 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 you know, if you know the source material, it doesn't really 
uphold the source material. So you're like, oh, what is this? This is weird. Right. But overall, I've seen worse movies. And when you're a kid, you're just like, this is crazy. And and it's moving fast enough. Exactly. It moves fast. They're jumping on these little hoops. They're, you know, firing these guns. People are turning into dinosaurs. Like, okay. That's enough for most kids. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a mess. And also, like, going back to Samantha Mathis, who's, who's good in Broken Arrow, at least I think she is. It's been a while since I've seen that film. But in this film, she felt like her she was more like porn movie quality acting like in the beginning like in the beginning when the when the, the the evil developer guy shows up and and she's like what do you mean we have to stop the dig and it was just <laughs> I, I just thought oh my god what's going to happen but then again as amy you were saying that things are being changed on them daily maybe she had no idea what to do mm-hmm. yeah and at least it sounds like like great actors it like was... Dennis Hopper and Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo <laughs> could adapt and maybe she really couldn't. Yeah. And Fiona Shaw, like Fiona Shaw's or great. But... maybe, fun fact, uh, John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins hate working on the film and would be drunk frequently throughout the experience. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, that's not surprising, but it is pretty crazy. Because I like, I think they're both like the best part of the movie. Yes, really. And Dennis absolutely. Hopper. But I don't feel like Dennis Hopper gets to do enough though. That's the that's my one complaint I really agree. with Dennis Hopper. I agree. I don't know. He's sort of saying these lines that mean nothing and you could tell that he's kind of like whatever yeah but there's, but it's still just great seeing him yeah there are some scenes where it really works though like the scene where he shows up and pretends to be their law- lawyer he poses as their like a public defender yeah and badmouths koopa and then goes after john Leguizamo's eyes yeah and it's kind of like well this is a really good scene this is bizarre but it's it's pretty good and you're the it's it's sort of screenwriting 101 constantly surprise people with the Mm -hmm. unexpected and it is unexpected but yeah man this movie's just a mess and it's strange and i also um, as i was watching it i was left wondering who who was this for ultimately Mm. because it really i mean i guess kids i guess kids i don't know if it was for kids i think it was for people maybe it was for kids but i feel like it was for people who had just heard of mario and nintendo and knew that it was a thing yeah but didn't know mm-hmm. what that thing necessarily was mm-hmm. they just knew that it, it it was an ip yeah they're making a mario a mm-hmm. nintendo movie a mario movie let's go watch it yeah who knows i i would like to know amy your fun facts if you got them mm-hmm. how what, what, the behind the scenes of this movie that's what i want to know yeah do you have any okay. other bombs um, to drop i <laughs> do actually Uh, there was a lot of injuries on set during a chase scene bob hoskins um broke his finger when the van's uh door slammed on his hand and he was wearing a cast that was painted pink to look like a hand wow he was also stabbed four times electrocuted and nearly drowned why would you do this to the treasure that is bob hoskins and also because he was drinking on set john Leguizamo was hit by a car and broke his leg and you can see the cast in some shots of the movie wow damn that's crazy so drinking is bad for you folks kids yeah. you hear bad Cheers. no johnny no <laughs> okay well just don't drink and then be in a movie yeah ah oh, goddamn he's going you're going straight to a movie aren't you <laughs> after this going straight to set yeah going i'm going to straight to my couch to watch a movie so yes <laughs> and have another beer <laughs> my last fun fact before i get to my page of recastings it's just this is just a fun little scene uh when luigi first attempts to woo daisy mario responds by holding an upside down evian 
water bottle to his head, which inverted reads naive. Mm. I just thought that was a, an interesting little fact that I didn't notice. I did not notice that either. I, I, I remember him doing that, but I didn't bother to. Uh, yeah, I did too. Huh. That's actually, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's a good touch that should have been in a better movie. <laughs> Are you guys ready for some very uh, interesting recastings? There's a yes. lot of them. Yes. It's yes. going to get exhausting. Okay. Um, so this is a, re- it's not a recasting. It's just a cameo that could have happened and it made zero sense to me. And I kind of am upset about it because it makes no sense. One version of the script contained a cameo for Bruce Willis where he tumbled through the air ducts of King Koopa's castle in spoof of his role of Die Hard. I'm. Don't know why. Makes no sense. Nope. But, I'm, but that would have just made the movie weirder. And you know what? I'm upset that it's not in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, just now that you say it like that, yeah, it probably would have been stupid. And I would have been like, okay, that's a fun little cameo. <laughs> that's... That made no sense whatsoever. So they wanted to do it, but they, they didn't. They didn't even film yeah, it. Yeah. There, there was, it was in the script, but they just never did it, I wow. guess. Man, what was it? It was this... an A version of the script. In another universe, the, the director's original vision for this film exists. And I'm very curious to see that film. I don't know. You know what's funny? So a couple weeks ago, or like a month ago now, I don't know how long it's been, Pedro Pascal was was on uh saturday night live oh yeah and they did mm-hmm. they did a little skit about mario I kart this movie sort of feels like that they were like well we got to make it gritty you yeah. got to make it edgy yeah. Yeah. and then they were like wait guys this is a property for kids let's uh maybe tone it down a little bit a lot of the writers at snl are probably like prime age for this movie that's true yeah yeah, yeah. i can see that so they probably were spinning like Doing a little bit of spoof on this. But speaking of director's visions, Greg Beeman was attached to direct and development, um, had already moved into pre-production, but the failure of Beeman's recent Mom and Dad Save the World film led to his dismissal by nervous producers. Mm. And then Mm. also Harold Ramis was offered but declined. Oh, wow. Interesting. That would have been it. That would be interesting. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Uh, let's see. So for Lena, the girlfriend of um, Bob Hoskins' character Mario, yes. uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was considered. Huh. huh. And she's already, she's that's already been really a star. Interesting. That's, that's a small role I mean, yeah, she, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, it would have been like star. a nothing role. Like she's yeah. like nothing in this movie. Yeah. Interesting. It would have been maybe like a, a little um, cameo type thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, for Scapelli, Cliff Gorman and Stanley Tucci were both considered mm-hmm. for king koopa michael keaton was approached but he passed schwarzenegger turned down the role costner turned down the role tim curry connery and stallone were also considered oh so for what would have been great koopa for koopa ah. see maybe but you know what you know what i think it is uh, Tim Curry would have been good, but he doesn't have the imposing physical nature, which I think Dennis Hopper his has. His voice has that imposing physical nature, I, but his body doesn't. I, I no, yeah. I, I disagree because also Bob Hoskins and neither Hoskins or Leguizamo are terribly tall, so I don't think you need Tim Curry to be physically imposing. I think he can bring his natural sinister presence just fine against those two. I yeah. think that would have been a really interesting casters. I'm not saying Dennis Hopper was a bad choice. I think Dennis Hopper was great. No. I mean, even, even the way he kept his arms up like this most of the time did you yeah. notice like, a, like mm-hmm. a, yeah, yeah i thought that was kind of like a fun interesting like, physical choice to make his take on it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> see for the goons um iggy spot or spike or either one of them rowan atkinson rick mayall bronson pichoy joe pantaleon joe pantaleon Pan- yeah 
Joey yeah. Pants. Joey Pants. And Paul Rubens were all considered. Oh, man. That's kind of wow. a murderer's row. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would have been pretty good. Because I did like yeah. Fish Stevens' little character and their little bit, when their stupid bit when they get smart and then they just start talking all yeah. smarty pants-like. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was fun. That was fun. And then Daisy. This one I really hate because someone wrote out each one of these people in an individual, this person was considered for the role, this person... Mm. As a, a single individual fun fact in IMDb. Um, so there were a lot of them. Uh-huh. I took out at least five or six because they were actresses that I'm pretty sure they had their agent put it up there because I never heard of them. But Gabrielle Anwar, Jennifer Jason Lee, Mary Stuart Masterson, Penelope Ann Miller, Ellen Barkin, Andy McDowell, Holly Hunter, Mary Steenburgen, Angelica Houston, Carol Kane, Kathy Jimmy, and Winona Ryder are all considered. Those ages are all over the map. That doesn't make any sense. I know. Yeah. <laughs> the only one I think that would have, like, there was a couple... Angelica Houston, probably too old. Winona Ryder, probably an okay age. Or borderline too young. Yeah, I was like, well, this is 90. And as much as I love well, Christine Virgin, I think also too old. Carol Kane, also too old. Kathy and Jimmy, also too old. Yeah, and yeah. Andy McDowell, probably maybe. Yeah. Edging on too old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends, I guess. Because that's around, that's around like th- four weddings. So she might have been okay. But yeah, I'm going to kind of do Luigi and Mario at once because they had one actor that was for both of them. But Tom Hanks was considered for the role of Luigi. Huh. But because of the failures of Turner, Ho- Turner and Hooch and Joe versus the Volcano, the yeah. studio didn't think he would be a box office draw. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that 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 decision ages like milk. Yeah. And then also Roberto Benign, Matthew Broderick, Keanu Reeves, Christian Slater, and John Turturro were all considered for Luigi. You did... Roberto Benigni? Yes. Wow. Huh. They wanted that Italian. Yeah, they did. John Turturro could have done it. I could see him Turturro, doing it. Turturro, yeah. 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 Especially this, this, in this sort of weird world that mm-hmm. is like, uh, John Leguizamo works really well in, I like his performance. I mean, I it feels totally like a guy from Brooklyn. I don't know. Is he from Brooklyn? Is Leguizamo from Brooklyn? I don't know. He's from New York. Yeah, but he, but he, and he but feels he's not that Italian, way. obviously. Yeah, obviously. He feels right. He feels correct for the, the background of the person. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm saying like both Bob Hob- Hoskins and John Leguizamo did. Oh, really? I like those characters. I I want. Yeah. I, I would like to see these pair. This pair in yeah, maybe yeah. a movie that made sense. I don't know. <laughs> and then this actor was considered for both Luigi and Mario. Kevin Klein. Yeah. I'm making a face, listener. That's funny. Yeah. Well, because that was, that was my face too, Joe. Okay. Well, because I'm thinking about it, and I'm and I'm at first it's all wrong. I'm like Kevin Klein. Yeah. That's not good. But then I think about him in Bob's Burgers. And he plays Mr. Fish Odor. He's hilarious in it. And the character is so weird in the show. Yeah. I'm like, I could kind of see him doing it. Hmm. Like physically, I, I don't know. I can't, but like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kevin Klein's I great. just realized John Turturro's on both lists too. I thought you'd said John Turturro more than once. Well, no, I, I haven't done the rest of Mario. Oh. I've only done Kevin Klein for Mario. I just did Luigi. Damn. Okay. But Kevin Klein and John Turturro were both considered for Luigi and Mario. It would have actually been really funny if they'd had the same actor playing both of them, considering that Luigi is basically just green Mario. No, he's I mean, a little bit yeah. taller. Not originally. He's taller yes. and thinner. I mean, no, in the in the original game, it's the They're same. The it's a color, same, sw- it's a color but, swap. Yeah. Yeah. But now, yes, now, now have... he's taller and thinner. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so for Mario, officially for Mario, Jim Belushi, Nick Cage, Michael Keaton, Bruno Kirby, Joe Mantega, Joe Pesci, Oliver Platt, Peter Onorati, and Nicholas Woodson were considered, just like an infomercial, but wait, 
There's more. <laughs> Cheech Marin was offered but turned it down. And then before Bob Hoskins was officially cast, Bruno Kirby and Danny DeVito were attached to play Mario at different times. Danny DeVito as Mario would have been good. You know I what? Like see that. Yes, it would have been hilarious. Either that or or Cheech Marin and John, John Leguizamo as Mario and Luigi. Oh my God. No. Yeah. No. No. But, uh, yeah. That's See, because it's funny because I like what Bob Hoskins did yeah. in that he made him sort of just like a grumpy older brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was an interesting take on it, and it's one that I feel Hoskins does really well. It is, yeah. I would be interesting. It would be interesting to see how other actors would approach it because really at that time, like now, there's sort of a, there's a familiarity with Mario from Super Mario Brothers where I think most mm-hmm. people could. And maybe it was the same in 93. Maybe it was bigger i don't know yeah i would be interested to see how other actors would sort of play this role which is essentially kind of like a blank slate because there there's so much so little at the time you're right about that because there's also blank slate for luigi yes and here we have sort of a uh, directionless it's funny because yes but actually luigi i would say has more characterization in the games than mario does because he has yeah well at this point because he has his own series of game he has these games called luigi's mansion which is a game where he's a ghostbuster basically (gasps) and he goes and the purpose you're going through this haunted mansion sucking up ghosts into a vacuum cleaner oh that was great and so he's portrayed as sort of cowardly and like scared all the time yeah yeah he's nervous and you know he's got he sort of got that personality going so he's like a ghost and mr chicken kind of a thing that's really interesting because i see that in the trailer for this new movie yes right you do get you sort of get that vibe from and that's that's sort of his characterization since those games has sort of come out but obviously those games weren't around yeah he was at that point he he was just the second player yeah he he was just player number two mario so i i I like to direct I like the way they sort of played that he was just like okay he's just the younger brother yeah and he doesn't really know he looks up to his older brother a yep. lot and his yep. older brother sort of protects him yep. and looks out for him mm-hmm. but is also grumpy and a little bit surly yeah none of that's in the source material so it's interesting that they sort of developed that or whoever developed that yeah. and I would be interested to see how Danny DeVito would have played it how Totoro would have played it yeah you know, how any of these guys would have played it I think that would might have been DeVito I think would have mm-hmm. gone gruff also because he kind of probably would have brought a little bit of like a Louis De Palma mm. from Taxi it's an interesting point i don't know what john Turturro would have done i mean it would have been brilliant whatever it was amy you got any more fun facts are you all nope. fun facts out i'm all fun fact out that's this oh, is guys this is it those were good facts those were good fun facts yeah. it explained a lot of why this movie turned out the way it did i had to cut down there was still some good stuff on mm-hmm. imdb yeah you hear that listener you want you want to know more about this movie that is impossible to stream anywhere except for netflix in germany then yeah, uh, yeah. Then... which only until the end of april it's only until the end of april wow so that it's in germany available in germany and then that's yeah. it when i okay. went to go watch it it said um leaving april 30th uh i mean and listener really truly you cannot even rent this legally you couldn't buy yeah. this movie digitally if you wanted to if you wanted to watch you this movie, buy the copy. only legal way to do it is to buy a dvd copy they don't have a blu-ray copy because nobody made this into a blu-ray wait you found a dvd copy of it i couldn't even find a dvd copy of it i saw links to a dvd copy on amazon those I are probably just viruses <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you can't buy this you can't even like pay money to amazon to rent it yeah uh which is interesting because i have it's been since we've been doing this podcast you know we watch a bunch of different movies and yeah. a lot of the you know, obviously there are older movies and some are not easy to find like some are not free to stream with whatever membership you have yeah but yeah but they're at least somewhere rent them 
You could always money. rent them. Yeah, exactly. If you had money, you can watch them. And it's yeah. very interesting that I don't know who holds these rights or what happened or why this isn't anywhere, but it you cannot find it. Yeah, th- whoever owns the rights, they yeah. are not interested in making any money off of this. No, movie. they're like, oh, what do you mean? There's another Super Mario Brother movie coming out where I could probably trick some people. Yeah, use the name to get this money to get this thing going. Nope, they're like, you know what? I think this is better left dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it's crazy just, to me. Yeah. It's nuts. Anyway, well, Amy. Does does this movie hold up? No. No. This but it, it's an interesting, it's at least interesting. You know what? It doesn't, it... It doesn't have the problem of being too boring. No. I don't think. I was going to mm-hmm. say, like, is there is there a word for an interesting train wreck? Because I feel like that's <laughs> what it's like. I can't look away and I'm not disgusted and it's not a tragedy, but it's a mess. Yeah. yeah. No, it's definitely... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Amy, uh, how about you? You kind of sort of liked it a little bit? I don't think it holds up no. as a film. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's a, it is a damn shame it is not available to watch because it is worth a watch. Yeah. Because it's I, so I, I fun would... and stupid. Mm-hmm. I would agree that it is worth a watch just to see how fucking weird it is especially since most people nowadays i think have a sort of at least some sort of vague understanding of what mario and super marios yeah are yeah and this is so far from that that i think people would be like okay well i gotta see it i gotta see what the hell they're talking or about. at the very least a cautionary tale yeah and a lot of what people really enjoy is like over the top stupid stuff the fast and the furious movies are some of the highest grossing movies yeah people love just stupid shit and this is that. Yeah, yeah. Like this right. would make a lot of money to be renting somewhere. Uh, I was like, like in theaters, I don't think it would. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> they tried no. that. But yeah, I mean, I would watch this again. I think it's fun. It has some entries in the plus column, yeah. and it's got a lot of entries in the minus column, and then it's got some some marks in other columns that do not apply. Just that yeah. they're just there. Yeah. <laughs> well, listener, if you have seen this movie, let us know what you think. If you have not try to find it i mean i wouldn't work too hard because it's hard to find but try to find it give it a watch yeah. it's fun be suspicious of those careful of those links that you may find yes i'm sure there's some viruses attached use an incognito browser hide your ip address use a vpn to search be safe yeah use protection be safe out there guys practice safe when you, internet when you dip your, yeah when you, when you dip into the weird just, just be safe <laughs> but listener, let us know what you think on Twitter, Instagram at nostalgitis, n o s t a l g i t i s, or nostalgiaeffectpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to be kind and rewind.